Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. I uh, hope you are having a good day so far, nice weather to enjoy, and, um, you know, just take your time on the roads and everything, you know, just be safe. Um, we are still talking about uh, the shooting in Pine Hills, unfortunately, and um, the young man who, uh, unfortunately, is the person alleged to have committed the crime. And we want to talk about what it is that is, uh, is I guess, motivating our youth to kind of uh, take uh, the path that they shouldn't. I'll just put it mildly that way. But anyway, we have here with us this afternoon, this morning and afternoon, minister, well, this morning, Minister Youth, uh, youth Minister Neil Jones. He is, he's been on with us before, and he's going to help me answer some questions uh, that, that are, have been troubling me. So how are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. But like I said, I'm a little troubled. I am just, I'm sad, just sad a lot, because I just hate to see what's happening with our young people out there. And you would would think that you wouldn't have somebody with a rap sheet that, you know, that's well known at 19 years old, you know? Correct. Um what happened first and foremost, you know, been praying for the families that were affected by this tragedy. Um, definitely uh, praying for those. And um, I know that Orange County has sent out grief uh, workers for those families and the schools of the kids uh, that the people were affected by of that nature. And um, the situation at hand, um, Sheriff Mina, they, he is one, well, he says he's hundred percent confident. They have the guy they're looking for, of course, and I think what is really plaguing people is the fact that this was uh, of how it happened. You know, he went, the young man did what he did at 11 o'clock, came back four or five hours later, and kept on going um, with his that's, with the match. And and that is that is polarizing. That's definitely that's definitely somebody with too much time on their hands. First of all, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, we were able to be, or I was able to be with Sheriff Mina and um, uh, Mayor Mayor Demings last week, and we met mm-hmm. with the clergy or the the faith community and the leaders last week, and we spoke to him about what's going on. He spoke to us about what's going on. And there are a lot of things that have to be implemented and looked into. I think one of the main things that we have to look into is to realize that this young man clearly had too much time on his hands and he was out here just doing whatever, however, with no regard or value of life. And I think that's what's really bothering people. Like how many, how many more kids are out here like that? And I, I look at, um, I look at news all over the country. You know, there was a one year old kid that was shot at a barbecue in New York, you know, a couple of weeks ago from, from mm. young people doing stuff. And then the massive, um, it's constant shootings up in, in the city of Chicago and, and, you know, going on like that. And like what's going on with these youth. And I think they have lost the value of life. And they, be, and they believe 100%. A lot of them believe that death is merely a side effect and not a lasting consequence. They do mm-hmm. not see 
they don't they don't see it like it's like a video game like oh if I die I just die like no if you die you're not coming back you know mm-hmm. and because that young man was able to do what he was doing for so long he had 19 he had 19 arrests with no convictions because the state attorney uh, did say they weren't able to do anything because he was a minor mm-hmm. and because he was a minor they weren't able to lock him up or give him any convictions and then when he did get arrested as an adult couldn't lock him up because he got he got he got locked up or arrested for um having 4.8 grams of uh, cannabis on him, but it wasn't enough for them to convict. So they let him go. So I think there's a lot of things that have to be looked at in, in the system, how things are done. And the, the sad part is it, it, it's, it's, it's reactive. It's hindsight. And hindsight is 2020. I do believe that if that young man was able to get arrested 19 times before his 18th birthday, something different should mm-hmm. have been done, could have been done. Mm-hmm. Legislation mm-hmm. is just behind that. I, I think this this is multi-layered. Uh, the the issue that we're dealing with now with our youth. One, if this young man wasn't valuing life, I think part of it was because, and I, and I'm not trying to make anybody mad, but I think just okay. the fact of the matter is someone was not valuing him. Oh, absolutely. He didn't know how to value life because someone didn't show him the value in him, you know, and kept just saying, you know, and at some point probably someone gave up on him and didn't do the work and just said, I'm through, I can't, you know, there's nothing more I can do. And, you know, I mean, when someone gave up on him, he probably gave up on himself. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, now, we don't, that, that, we obviously don't know all of what was going on, but go ahead, please, sir. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a chain reaction. It's definitely a domino effect uh, with that. Uh, it definitely starts from the inside, of course. I, I I, I saw, and I've been a part of several conversations that people say, um, you know, his father wasn't there, mother wasn't there. I was like, listen, we're not going to put blame on nobody else right now because he did it. What we have to look at is is why didn't he have the resources that, that should have been there or if he had access to them. And my thing is this. We do stuff here with our church. We do a lot of different events. We're very consistent in doing these events monthly. We got weekly stuff going on with SAT, ACT. I do video game tournament. I, we, my wife and I, my wife just did a, a soul food tasting at our spot over in the West Oak Smart to click, um, where we do um, stuff for community all the time. The issue is one of the issues that I have seen head on after having all these kind of events. The kids know about it, and I, I said, tell your parents, but the parents do not make time to bring their kids to these things. Mm-hmm. And that's something, and that's something that a lot of people are not holding responsibility to uh, with the kids. I'm like, we have stuff for the kids, and it's not just me who has stuff for the kids. There are a lot of people in this community doing great stuff. Uh, Pastor Daniel Eames has boys to men's men, boys to men mentoring, and there's a lot of stuff going on. But the thing about it is, are y'all going to bring your kids to this? Because we can't pick them up all the time, and we can't go mm-hmm. around Orange County and up dropping off kids, you know. And we have to look at some one of the layers that we have control over is that, hey, parents, parents, guardians, I need you to take some time out your weekend, not just take your kid to football and basketball practice or dance practice, but bring them to this event to help them realize their self-value, help them with their self-esteem. Let's find out if this kid needs some counseling because a lot of these kids are still, are still suffering from the trauma from the pandemic. They don't even know it. And it's like we're and- trying to we, – we need a team. Like I said, there's so many layers because one of the problems is, in some cases, we don't really know our neighbors. We don't form bonds with our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And therefore, let's say you're talking about um, getting these kids from point A to point B. And it used to be a time where, you know, a neighbor would say, well, I'm taking my child. I can take yours. You know, or we right. could switch out, you know, um, or, or something like that. 
But since we don't really form relationships with our neighbors, we don't have that confidence in that other person that lives next door or down the street uh, to, to, you know, ask them, hey, you know, can you do me a favor? I really, you know, I have to work or I have another baby that I got to take care of or or do something else Mm -hmm. with. Can you take him or her to this particular event? We have isolated ourselves a, a lot. I mean, we see people, you you say, hey, you know, and you, and you feel like you know them, but then when the time comes for something that is of importance, you know, you don't feel comfortable enough to ask that person because you don't really know the person like you should mm-hmm. to to put them in charge of your precious cargo, which is your child. And that, so, that's, absolutely, that, that's absolutely part of it. Because I know um, I grew up up north, so we we definitely knew our neighbors. It was it wasn't it wasn't a question because those were the only kids we could play with <laughs> growing up. Mm-hmm. We couldn't go all the street, you know. We couldn't go past a certain house, so we had to oh, play yeah. with all the kids up to that house, up to the corner. But those times have yeah. have have gone um, because mm-hmm. we don't depend on our neighbors as much no more because of the evolution of technology. And a lot of us are just running around with a lot of fear. We don't know what they're gonna mm-hmm. do, how they're gonna do. But, but I grew up like this. I'm not. I couldn't go over anybody's house unless my mama knew their mama. You yeah. know, I, <laughs> things of that nature. And I think a lot of that has pushed yeah. us, a lot of this independence has pushed us to a point just to be in our own little, our own little uh, circles, and it's not as helpful as we thought it would be. Yeah. It's not as, it's the, not yeah. as productive it, as we thought it would be. The question, the question used to be. Who are their people? <laughs> right? You're right. What's their last name? <laughs> right. That's yeah. Yeah. What's their yeah. last so there's name? A... Uh, for us, what yeah. church they go to? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what school? That's going. Yeah. yeah, you know, where, 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 where their folks went to school. You know, things that bound people together, some sort of association, something that they could relate to. But our, our society is so transient. Uh, that you know, not not a lot of people grew up together. You know, um, no. you know, you you got neighbors now that you've been together just for maybe a while, but you didn't really grow up together, so you didn't share a lot of common experiences. You know, so. no, no, and, and, and nowadays the mo the main common experience or main conversations you do have with the neighbor is something that's a is some uh, that's tragic. Yeah, it's a tragedy that we start conversations with, you know, uh, or, or something that's going on with the with the economy, or something that's negative. It wasn't like that back in, in past times. It, the the mm-hmm. simple conversation of how you're doing, uh, when is your child's birthday, stuff like that. That's not as common as it used to be. And mm-hmm. I think when we we dismiss those little small things, it trickles down to bigger things, and kids can feel uh, the youth will feel like they're left alone. And a lot mm-hmm. of times I have learned with kids, they act out simply for attention, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes we overlook the difference between somebody who was actually trying to be a criminal and do harmful things versus a kid who's trying to get attention. I think a lot of this stuff that's going on with this young man, um, this young 19-year-old kid who did all this stuff, he was looking for mm-hmm. some kind of attention from somebody. And he could have he was he was associated with a game, and we don't know what kind of information they have put in in his mind or what's going through his mind to think what is the right or proper thing to do. And because how he did this crime, it was it was as if he was playing a video game, or, or like like it's a movie or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But he got the he got the attention he wanted, but the consequences from his actions are going to shift his shift his life for a very long time. And actually, just now, actually the rest of his life. I mean, <laughs> seriously, the rest of his okay. life is, is totally altered um, from what it could have been. Yeah. yeah, and I know the mayor and uh, Sheriff Mina, Lawrence County Sheriff Department, they are they are all concerned uh, where things are going with this permitless uh, carry that Florida looks like they're about to pass. Yeah. Because with this permitless carry, the, st- the stats show that when a city or a state goes to a permitless carry uh, with full guns, that c- 
crime increases 22 to 25%. The issue is that if and when this permitless carry law or amendment was already in place, the sheriff's department could have pulled this young man over with that gun he had in his pocket, and they could have done nothing about it. That's part of the dangers of this permanent carry. So yeah. however many people get guns, this law does pass get into place. God forbid, but we're going to have an increase of some crime because they could not have done anything to that boy had they pulled him over just for a broken light or something like that. If he ran a stop sign, he would have gone on and possibly did what he did because there was no law to prevent him from having a gun. So some of these things, where we're going, it has to start at home about valuing life, valuing who you are, and being more um, attentive to your children. Stop letting them sit mm-hmm. in that room out there on that phone. <laughs> you know, and stop letting these kids raise themselves because you want to be their friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, we're, we're, I don't know how we got to the point where we're scared of our kids. or And I don't know if it's necessarily we're scared of our kids or we're scared of the, a system that does not allow us to discipline them uh, in, in ways past or, you know, or, or gives more credibility to the child who does not have all, all of his faculties, you know, rather than the parent, you know. So, um, you know, you, you have parents that are trying to be friendly, friends with their children, trying to pal around with them and everything. And my mom and I got along, and we did stuff together and everything, but she was quick to tell me, I am not your friend. <laughs> Hurt my feelings, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> I am your mom. I am not your friend, you know, and, and – you know, like I said, hurt my feelings for a while, but I appreciated it. I, I understand. I kind of understood. She laid the groundwork. Like this is this is what's going to happen. You know, she was like Judge Dredd. I am the law. Um, you know, her house, yeah. her rules, and stuff like that. You know, no, you you're not saying no. I'm not going to bed. You're not saying no. I'm not going to do household chores. You're not saying that. It's not your house. You know, no, uh, you, you have you, chores you, and everything. But she yeah. also, though, took me places. She made sure I was involved. This is the other thing with, like, scouts and with other things. I was in band at school. I was in different organizations at school. And she also communicated with, you know, school you know, personnel. I remember my guidance counselor calling me into his office one day, and he was like, you okay? I'm like, yeah. You know, we got and we got along really well. He's like, well, I was just wondering because you know you're taking this class, uh, and it's like, mm-hmm. does your mom know you're taking this class? I'm like, yes. I said I've got all my required courses done. I've got to do electives, so I'm taking you know I was taking the stupid stuff, you know. But right. I was, and it wasn't really stupid, but it was the the main stuff was done. I had I had because I knew my mom wasn't going to play that, and she had another set of eyes at school. See, your mom cared about where you cared about you and what you were getting, you know. And um, that's I'm not I'm not with my kids. My wife and I were that way with our kids. I know that, but but I also understood. My wife and I also understand that when we have our children, we had our children. Whatever that we had in mind to do takes a complete back seat, so we can make sure we raise decent human beings. Right. And and sometimes people don't. People think their kids are just going to get it without you giving it to them, and that's a big, big, big misunderstanding. If you don't mm-hmm. give it to these children and make sure they get it, they are going to um, get something. I said this, I preached this a while ago, and I know I, 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 um, I got on some folk nerve when I said it because I wasn't invited back. What I was, I said the Bible says in uh, Proverbs, train up a child in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. When they get older, they will not depart, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We've, we've heard that before, right? And I said, yes. this is a principle God is teaching us. The Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. It does not say train them up in the word of God. It does express that later on in Ephesians. That's a different time. But at that point, mm-hmm. the principle was train up a child the way they should go, meaning however you train that child up, 
that is the way they are going to go. And when they get older, they will not leave the path of which you have started and put them on. And if we don't take responsibility for that as parents and guardians, we're going to say, what happened to my baby? Well, how did you raise them? Yeah. And it's not that they're going to be perfect. It's not that they're going to be perfect, but the thing is they don't stray too far from what, what they know, and what they know is what you've taught them. You know, even the prodigal son went back home. Exactly, exactly. You know, even the even the prodigal son, like you said, he strayed off, and he said, "You know what? Even the servant in my father's house, he better than this. I'm going back home because he was raised exactly. with the standard to understand what base was. But if you don't give it to your child, you know they're going to go a different way. Like if you are here gambling, and your child sees you gambling, and your child sees you drinking, and you and you have and you're a functioning alcoholic as a parent." and you are handling your business that way as a functional alcoholic and you can handle your business, your child just sees you drinking. They don't understand mm-hmm. fully what you're doing or how you're doing it. So what do you think they're going to do when they get older? They're going to drink too, yeah. and they may not be able to handle it the way you did as a parent. They may not be able to, have, they may not be able to have, handle gambling as you did. You might just gamble on games, Super Bowl, and they think, what's wrong with gambling? Now they have an addiction, and you wonder where mm-hmm. it came from. Because you started them on something that you didn't explain when to stop and why you're doing it. Right. I think right. a lot of this stuff goes back to the house. Now, how, what are you doing at home? What are you showing mm-hmm. your children? How are you disciplined? Are you explaining to them what's good right in between? You know? And then yeah. I'm not saying it's going to stop a kid from going crazy or, do, or doing crazy stuff, but they, at least they have a base. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is, you know, they're looking at you in terms of what you value. You know, you have Absolutely. a lot of grown folks that stop attending church or don't, don't have a spiritual base, and they and don't make their kids go, some of them the ones that do. And the thing is, well, if you don't value getting up in the morning, getting dressed and going to worship God and to share with um, God's community, how do you expect that child to feel like that's important? You better preach. They won't. <laughs> they won't yeah. think it's important. They say if you, they want it all. And right now yeah. we are dealing with a whole generation of parents who don't have kids who are in church. Mm-hmm. That, that's what. Yeah, because they don't go. No. And the phone calls we get, Gretchen, we get phone calls not from mothers or grandmothers. We get calls from great-grandmothers. Oh, in my wow. office we get great grandmother to help out. We like, where's the grandmother of the mother? And one mm-hmm. great one great that she said they both out in the street. So I just, so I had to get the grandbabies. Oh jeez. And this was a yeah. great grandmother. And, and yeah, and we tax we tax our elderly. We don't it's, talking about value life, we don't value our elderly the way we should either. That's a whole nother story. Yeah, it is. But but what this young man did, I don't want anybody to believe it. This was something that was just, um, it seemed random to us, but he had this on his Mm -hmm. mind to be this way, to do these things. And I Mm -hmm. want people to continue to pray and continue. If you see something, say something. Um, And by all means, get get in the business of of what's going on in local government and state government because it does affect us directly. It does affect us directly, and we have to go to these meetings, these board meetings, community meetings, and speak up and say something, and find out what we can do as a as a community to stand together to protect our our loved ones, especially our kids and our elderly people. Minister Neil Jones, I know you got to go um, in a minute. So, um, what do you? What other things do you have? What type other words of wisdom do you have? Because I and we have to have another conversation about this. What because there's certain things you obviously have to see in your ministry that you wish there was something you could do about. Absolutely. If there's anything that I I, that I would encourage anybody to do, get involved with the local church that you trust. I know people have their differences about it, things of that nature, but I need you to get involved. And if you don't want to go to a church, create a community and a, and a unit for your for your friends and family so y'all can talk about what's going on with one another as parents so y'all can understand y'all are not dealing with something isolated. This is what our children are dealing with. And if we can come together and you can get a team of parents to come together and get a plan to work to be able to support each other, that's going to save you so much time, effort, and mental stress. 
You cannot do this alone. I don't care what they say on TV. You need a village. You need a team. You need mm-hmm. it. Really want to encourage mm-hmm. you to get in their mind. You need a team. Yeah. Yeah. Call it what you want, village, team, whatever, but you can't do right. it by yourself. It, 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 it never has happened alone. And it never will. So, Yeah. Minister Jones, thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thank you for, for uh, stepping in the last minute and, and just, you know, just talking about this. We've got to have more discussions about this, and we've got, got to get a game plan together to get everybody on, on one page. So thank we you so much. We're working together. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You too. And we're, we're going to take a quick break. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to, again, thank Mr. Neil Jones, Youth Minister Neil Jones, for just chatting with us a little bit about what's going on with our youth. And uh, like I said, it's, just, it's not a one-and-done conversation. We've got to have more of them, and we got to share experiences and, and just uh, – team up and, and make sure that our youth are headed on the right path and, and they're as safe as possible and and um, given, you know, and not just given stuff, but given tools to make sure that their lives are, are on the right track and, and are better. You know, we've got to steer them in the right direction. You want to talk about the subject? The number is 516-387-1944. We'd love to hear from you. Um, in the meantime, I just wanted to say something real quick about June. Yes, June. Yes, because we're in February, and yes, it's flying. Time is flying by. But I want to challenge you all. If anybody's interested in home ownership, I want to challenge you. June is National Home Ownership Month, and some of you know I'm a realtor, and I am trying to just issue the challenge out there to, you know, if you're really interested in making that change, either selling a, a home or property that you have, or even you know renting out a property, or even purchasing a property, or in a, you know for your for your own self as a primary residence, or an investment property, t- start laying the groundwork, start doing some research. Want um, want to encourage you to first of all, and we've talked to Jabir Najir, who's with Raja Mortgage. He's been on about it about how uh, critical having a good credit score is. And so want to make sure that you are doing the things to get on the right track to, to get your credit score up. And a lot of it can be done without going to credit counseling. Like some people do actually need to do credit counseling, but some things just require some simple, simple basic steps. And the reason I'm talking about this now too is – as you know, uh, I have mentioned we are, and some of you already know, we are in the Lenten season, which kind of requires us to kind of reassess some things. And one of the things that we can reassess is how we are spending our money, how we are using our resources. Um, And if you are on track for wanting to purchase a home, this might be a good time to reassess what you're doing with your money. Now, I, I, you know, I'm not purchasing myself right now, but I have started doing some reassessing and cutting back and reallocating and, 
you know, um, making uh, some some changes. And don't and listen, not all changes work, and not all changes work right away. You know, so don't expect some things to happen overnight. But that's why I'm telling you now, in this Lenten season, even though June is National Home Ownership Month, and that just seems right now so far away, it really isn't, especially if you have to do things like uh, rework your credit. So the first thing that I would do is, um, and, and some of this stuff you've probably heard before because I've heard it before from other people, but I'm just sharing it with you. Uh, credit cards. Now, I, I don't have one uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, I'm thinking about getting one uh, at some point. But even with a credit card, you have to manage what you're using it for and how you're spending it and what you are getting in return for that credit card. They tell you if you have too many of them, you can gradually start paying them down and off. You don't necessarily want to be totally without a credit card, but they always tell you the one with the highest interest rate, pay that one off first. If if you're trying to eliminate some of this debt, pay the one off first with the highest interest rate. Um, The other thing, too, look at credit cards that offer you a little bit of something. There are some that you use that will offer you cash back or points towards something. Uh, Make sure that you are are getting the card that is going to benefit you more than (laughs) you're benefiting someone else. Okay, so just take take some time with that. Also, too, if you're in a charitable um, f- frame of mind, there are some cards out there. I have um, now it's not a, a credit card; it's a debit card through my credit union. But uh, and I actually ran into someone else the other day that had uh, the card too. Uh, they have certain cards that you can use that provide a certain percentage or whatever a charitable contribution that goes to your school. So, you know, I have a, a debit card that has at the Evans Evans High School uh, sign on it. Um, and uh, like I said, I ran into someone else too. They were, you know, we were all at, at lunch and uh, they had one too. And, it's, you know, you kind of – after a while, you just don't really think about it, but you're kind of glad you did it in the first place because you, you want to think that even if you can't do anything, a, a, a lot of something, but you can do something like that and, and just without even thinking about it on a regular basis, you're making a contribution to a school or a charity or whatever. You might, might want to look into some of those Um I know one time I had a card also that had Sky Miles, uh, which actually you can either use for um, for trips or you can use if for for flying or you can use them for hotel rentals. That those are things that you, you want to do. But you want to do anything that is going to be of benefit for you, and then uh, maybe cut like I said, cut back on some of the cards that are not of benefit for you. Some of them with a high interest rate, and then maybe there's also something if you are accumulating like some cash back or whatever, you want to set a, set it aside in a fund for down. So just think about that. It, you know, every little bit helps with that. The other thing I wanted to to um, say to you if you're trying to save up is definitely take a look at some of the shopping apps out there. There are some that give you cash back, and then during certain times they'll give you more cash back than others. You know, or or you what you want to do is if you have multiple apps, when you are getting ready to make a purchase, find out which one is going to give you the most cash back at that time you know, or give you some other benefit. Uh, for for example, I use Ibotta and I use Shopkick and I use some other ones too. But most, you know, a lot of the times I use Shopkicks um, and then I've used Ibotta now. I was in a store the other day that I could have used a gift card from either one of them 
Now, and I had to decide, do I use Ibotta, which is going to take the funds out of my account to give me more cash back, or do I use Shopkicks, which I've already accumulated enough points for um, the credit, the gift card, and it takes no money out of my pocket. You know, so you have to kind of balance out which one you're going, you know, which one's going to benefit you at that particular time. So, but what you might want to do is with that cash back as well, like I said, with, with the other, with the debit cards or credit cards, um, you might want to create a fund where that money just kind of, you, you say, okay, I've, I've gained this money. Let me put it aside in a fund toward a down payment or something purchase of a home, you know, and it may not be the actual purchase. Let's be clear. You have expenses, even, you know, the day or days that we had zero down payment and stuff like that, which is nice, but that doesn't mean you don't need any money to bring to the table. There are inspections to pay for. There are appraisals to pay for. There's insurance to pay for. Um, there, there's other, there are a variety of expenses. Do you need new furniture when you move into that new place? You know, you, you need to look at, and that's, this is buying and renting. You might need to have something to to help you along in the beginning before you take that next step into that that rental or purchase. And and, and at the same time, you have to balance whether or not. I'm always for purchasing. That's you know, I, I think you need. That's a way of paying yourself. It's a way of making an investment. Uh, but then again, if it's not the right time to do it, it's, or, or it's not something that works in your lifestyle, then you might want to consider renting. But at the same time, just look, you, you know, wait, do the checks and balances. If I'm paying someone else, let's say, uh, $1,900 a month, what am I getting for that $1,900? Am I paying to someone uh, $1,900 a month, but then I still have um, uh, other things to pay, such as utilities, uh, water, cable, all that type of stuff. And and if you're purchasing a home, those are additional things that you have to consider. Uh, so purchasing 1900 a month as, let's say, a house payment, but then you also have to pay uh, principal, and uh, which is the $1,900, but let's say interest, taxes, and insurance, uh, HOA possibly, and some other stuff. But paying yourself in a way because you're paying for that home to be yours totally at some point versus $1,900 a month in an apartment, and, yes, you're not paying, um, let's say, taxes and, and um uh, uh, interest and stuff like that, but you know you have to pay for. You still need insurance. Let me just say that you need insurance. You need renter's insurance. Please don't move into a place without renter's insurance. And some places require it, but some places do not. But for your own sake, please have renter's insurance. But then you also you're, you the lucky thing about it in a lot of cases are you can find an apartment in some cases where the rent isn't I mean excuse me the cable is included in the rent some of the utilities may be included in the rent and, and it has amenities like maybe a clubhouse or other things that are included in that rent which is very nice if you're a young person that's great or a person that's really trying to let go of some uh, responsibilities, but at the same time, that place still belongs to someone else, and you're at someone else's mercy that may decide that they want to raise the rent or may decide that there's some other assessment or may decide that they don't want to fix the place like you need it to be fixed, um, repaired the way you want it to be repaired. And so you're at somebody else's mercy for that $1,900 a month, although you have those other things included. So nothing is perfect. You have to find a way of doing those checks and balances. And I, I really hope you take the time to start 
making that that tally sheet, doing doing one side and you know renting some one side um, buying, uh, you know how much you need to bring to the table. Do you need down payment assistance? Do you need to take um, one of those classes? How are you beginning to save up? Even if the little bit you save goes toward um, an appraisal payment or an inspection payment, uh, whatever it goes toward, you know, it's still money that you don't have to worry about later if you saved up, saved it up now. So I, I just I just wanted to get you all started. I would like to really see that some people have started to uh, work on this so that by the time June comes, they are actually begun the process in terms of maybe they have a contract on a property. Um, maybe they're, they're getting ready to close uh, during National Home Ownership Month. Um, and usually June is one of those times is where, you know, the kids are out of school, they just got out of school, that, and, and people want to get them in position to uh, move into a, a school district. Uh, that's that's a good time where a lot of people are, are taking advantage of the you know school being out and finding uh, a different place, a newer place to live, or maybe there's some job changes that are coming along and you have to find a new place. Uh, June is a, a good time to do this. So uh, if you're making some lifestyle changes, whether it's upsizing or downsizing or moving in or out uh, of town, uh, this is the time to make that assessment and figure out what works best for you and how you're going to pay for it and and what cost-cutting measures can you do to make it a little easier. You know, this is a, a good time to, to form those habits that are going to make you, uh, a, you know, a little more settled when the time comes to, to make that decision or to make that move. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. If you want to join the conversation, you have something you want to add, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good afternoon and welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, I wanted to share with you something that's coming up on Thursday, especially for those of you that um, live or, or work or know somebody that's in the um, Pine Hills community. Uh, Florida State Senator uh, Geraldine Thompson and Florida House Representative LaVon Bracey Davis are hosting a to- town hall event on Thursday um, afternoon, evening, Thursday, March 2nd at 5.30 p.m. The event is open to the public. Um, I, I received this um, email from their office. Um, the, this is um, ahead of the 2023 legislative session. Uh, they're going to meet, uh, have a, a town hall event with constituents in their district to listen to their concerns, um, take some questions, and um, deal with issues that uh, lawmakers are getting ready to con- consider. Um, you know, a lot of policy uh, debates are going to occur and everything uh, in March and April up there. Um, and they'll probably also discuss the, uh, the event that uh, killed uh, people in Pine Hills last uh, week. Wow. Um, and, and, the, and the sad thing about this, too, is just this is not the only event that occurred, but it, it got a lot of attention just the way it happened. Um, 
speaking of that, but of that, we want to uh, say, you know, uh, best wishes to uh, Jesse Walden. He is the Spectrum News 13 photographer that was also shot, um, but he is out of the hospital from what I understand. And um, congratulations to him for, for making it out there and through. But I know he probably has a long road ahead and just um, a lot of stuff to face with having been in this situation. But anyway, back to the town hall meeting. So for those of you that are interested, like I said, this is Thursday, March 2nd, 5.30 p.m. This is going to be, they changed the venue, and that's why I'm bringing it up. So if anybody, if anybody planned to go, um, this is going to be at the Experience Christian Center, which is at 5230 Indian Hill Road in Orlando, Florida. The Experience Christian Center, 5230 Indian Hill Road. And Indian Hill Road is between North Lane, excuse me, sorry, 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 is in between Powers Drive and Pine Hills Road. So so Indian Hill Road between Powers Drive and um, North Pine Hills Road. The event is open to the public. They do want people, however, to register ahead of time. So please register ahead of time. I will try to post this information on the Deeds Power Hour Facebook page um, to register for the event. Um, the person you should contact is Christopher Miller, according to this, at 850-487-5015. That's 850-487-5015. Or there is an email, miller.christopher at floridasenate.gov. That's miller.christopher at floridasenate.gov. That's M I L L. E R dot C H R I S T O P H E R at F L S E N A T E dot G O B. So I hope some of you will go. I, I really do. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. But if you get a chance to go, please do go. And you know, if you want to talk about what you, you know, what how everything went. You know, let's talk about it on Friday, on Friday's show. So that would be, you know, good to have um, a discussion about. I'm going to try to see if I can uh, get someone to go in my stead and get information to find out what, you know, what was going on. But I think it's important that we, you know, have discussion, have proper discussion about our concerns about what goes on in our community and develop an action plan. And as, as my friend Stephanie will tell you, I'm all about trying to develop that action plan. You can talk stuff to death. I've learned <laughs> the hard way. You can talk stuff to death, but then what are you going to do about it? That's the question. So, you know, please go, you know, get your opinion out there, get your concerns out there. And then please develop an action plan, um, you know, and, and share it with others and get everybody on board. Because like we just said when I was talking to Minister Neil Jones, we cannot do these things by ourselves. We have to come together and, you know, for, and have a common goal and work together, bringing our gifts. God gives us all different gifts. We have to bring those gifts together and make them work. Anyway, I am not going to take up any more of your time today because I do, I have an, an appointment that is right after this, and I have to run. But I wanted you all to uh, take some time out and, and hear what uh, Minister Jones had to say. And uh, just if you know, if you're mulling over things that you had concerns or whatever, uh, you know, reach out. You can always. Uh, you know, send me uh, a message through through the G's Power Hour Facebook page. You know, if there's a subject that you want us to address, we'd love to address it. We can bring someone on to talk about it. Uh, it you know, if you have some something that you've been trying to get resources for, or you want to know, we'll we'll ask. You know, all we can do is ask. So, thank you for your time. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thank you for being with us. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. 
he'll make it all right. God is, able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Control. He's 